Good Gab, sponsored by Skillskin, a nonprofit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. It's another week, Good Gabbers. Wow, thank you for the support. We are closing in. It's one more episode closer to one year. I'm just so happy you all supported us. Um, keep interacting. Find us on the social. Give us some likes. Subscribe. Help us out. Keep growing this. Share this with your friends. I know you like it. Others will too. And today, I'm telling you, we, we got one to share. This is Rod Price, COO of Navigate and the incoming president of Rotary Club 21. Rod, welcome to Good Gab. Hey, man. Happy to be here. Congratulations on almost one year. We're That's almost right. yeah. there. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's been uh, just a whole lot of fun. I, I can't believe uh, it's gone by so fast and we've met so many great people and including yourself. So thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for including me in the great people uh, category. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. You know that. Yeah. I love you. And I love the show. So yeah, well, this is great. Well, thank you. So Rod, you know, tell us a little bit about Navigate and kind of what you've been up to. Sure. Navigate Family Therapy is a, we're a, what's considered legally a management services organization uh, in the state of Washington. We have therapists outside the state of Washington as well. What we do is we don't do the therapy. We actually do all of the end-to-end -end business services, business support services, and administrative functions for private practice or private practice therapists, mental health therapists. So private practice therapists on their own, doing their own thing. They really got into it to do one thing, and that's that's provide help to others. Yeah, you let them be therapy. clinicians. It we let like. them be clinicians. We take yeah. care of all the rest. Our founder got to give her a plug because she's just a genius. Heather Sund uh, is a is a longtime practicing therapist. Started her own company during the pandemic when things changed. She changed her business model and just said, "You know, I don't want to do all of this." administrative stuff, all of this billing myself, why would other therapists want to do this? And that's what she found uh, with other therapists is that they just, they don't want to do that. They don't want to operate the business itself. Some do, which is sure. Great. But, but many don't, like you many said, they, don't. clinicians want to be clinicians, yeah, not business what, people. Yeah. And what she found is that you know, for about every hour a therapist does in therapy, that's therapy plus their notes, things like that. There's about another two hours of administrative work Two to hours? do. Yeah. So, you know, invoicing, yeah. billing, insurance, follow up, just setting up clients, just, Those just numbers don't add clients. up, right? Because no. shoot, like the need is so high right now for yeah. clinicians doing, you know, with patients, like we got to free them up. Yeah. That's, you know, and our mission is to actually increase access to mental health, good quality mental health by freeing up that time for clinicians to see more clients if they want to, but they also get to have home life. And that's really important. We're we're all about that. We've got a, uh, one of our clinicians. They're our business partners. They don't work for us. We work for them. They are the client. They are the customer. We're the contractor. But one of them just took off on sabbatical. We're supporting her on her sabbatical while she's doing that. We're going to take care of her clients, you know, through, while she's gone, you know, other therapists through our client care team. We're going to make sure it's taken care of. We want her to spend the next two months 
not thinking about work if she can possibly help it. So is this a transformative business model uh, or is this something, this kind of supportive services, has it been done in other places? It's, it's being done in a lot of different ways. They're very large companies, you know, are, you know, what I call our competitors out there that are national competitors. Well, this is born in Spokane. Born in Seattle, actually. Okay. Edmonds, Washington. All right. Yeah. I know Edmonds. Yeah. I used to work for a medical supply company. There Edmonds. you go. Yeah. I love Edmonds, actually. Yeah, it's That's nice. a great, if I had to live on the, the west side, I would definitely live in Edmonds. Uh, yeah. Great restaurants, that marina. Yeah. You can walk everywhere. Everybody's friendly. Yeah. yeah. I used to sail, uh, race sail oh, really? every Wednesday night out of that marina. Wow. Those are great memories. Well, hence the yeah. name, Navigate, right? <laughs> you know, that's it started with this very nautical yeah. theme, you know, and, and, uh, but it's really, uh, but and the but work- now we're officing out of here too. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. So when I when I took over in my role, uh, it was it was a remote role. I work from home for the most part. When I'm you know when I'm on the computer or in my office, it's you know it's from my home office. But uh, you know the majority of our therapists work from home as well, so they sure. can do telehealth, teletherapy. And, and also in office, we, we have office locations as well. So that it allows, because we have clients that they want or demand in-person care, or they need in-person care. A lot of youth, a lot of children require a, an in-office environment. So we, we help them, you know, by providing an environment for them to have in-office care as well. So, well, it's incredible. It's one of the biggest needs in our community oh, is man. accessing mental health. And if you can, you know, your services help free up these clinicians to provide those hours. I mean, I don't know any other better help than that. Yeah, I think that we're, when you say trans, uh, transformational, I think, uh, you know, I think about the, the, the world of therapy, the whole, the whole business of therapy and the world of therapy is being transformed as, as we speak right now. And, and by that, I mean, you know, we talked about this before we started this, which is, uh, the Mental Health in America report that came out for 2023 shows that there's for every one single licensed therapist in the United States, there are about 350 people searching for and looking for re- requesting requesting help. And and so, you know, it's an impossible ratio. It's an impossible <laughs> ratio. So you how are we help. going to do that? And number one is by freeing up therapists to have more time to take care of more clients. By being better and using using technology and at, with the human touch to better match clients and faster match clients with the right clinicians who can help them, AI is going to be a bit. It's already a big part of that. It's going to be a much bigger part of that matching. It's still going to require the human touch, but it, uh, you know, artificial intelligence is helping us already make some of those determinations. So That's awesome. Yeah, the other part is going to be mental, you know, mental health first aid. And we'll get into that a little bit when when whenever you want, but I mean, it's really really getting that next level uh, of of training out there to to just the the general public on how can they do better and and help other people when we start doing that just level. in our own organization at Skillskin yeah. is kind of running uh, mental health first aid classes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'd love and to hear more about that. And the first one that we started uh, it was uh, it came from Frontier Behavioral Health, actually. Oh, yeah. And yeah. about five years ago, they came out, and uh, we talked with us and built things up. And then COVID came. We are like, hey, we know about this. Let's do some more of this. And, uh, yeah, it just it's been a great investment in our employees. And um, it's what we believe will help, help people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. But, you know, Frontier <laughs> is sort of the pioneer of behavioral health in Spokane in this area and I've been here a long time doing a lot of great things we need more of that 
we need more mental health first aid. We need more people just trained in some, I mean, we're, we're talking, well, you went through it. It's, it's very basic training, but, but powerful training. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and can make a difference, make a difference. So speaking of making a difference, so Rod, like you were talking about, you know, before our show that you, this is really your calling right now. And you've been in service to a lot of organizations, a lot of things like, tell us more about that. Like, what makes you want to be a part of this world? Wow. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I landed right where I'm supposed to be. And for a lot of different reasons, I, I, you know, I've dealt with trauma as a child, you know, grew up very poor when I was 15. My mom uh, died by suicide. She was mentally ill. It was back in the seventies. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of the same help and, and 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 services that we so have this is today. the gutted out yeah be a yeah. man yeah kind of service yeah it really was but i was surrounded by people immediately when that happened surrounded by family and community members it's sort of my rotary story too is that all through my life at these very critical important times in my life people came into it for one reason or the other intentionally they intentionally entered into my life to make sure, I mean, I could have gone either way. I was a pretty good kid, but I could have gone either way, right? You could have broke back. Yeah, I could have, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but these people wouldn't let me go, and they were with me. And then, you what know, when gift. You, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, mental health has impacted me all my life. And, and so I just feel like, again, I've been sort of thrust into these either times or these events in my life. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, did a stint in the Marine Corps. That was fun. That was a blast, an adventure. Got married, been married for almost 37 years to the same very patient, very wonderful sainthood woman. <laughs> I believe yeah. that. Oh, Knowing yeah. you, yeah, yeah, naturally. Yeah. Because <laughs> I still act like a 13 year old most days. So, you know, but, um, you know, after that, you know, I, I I got I got into business and and yeah I moved around a little bit but you know, there's been some things that have been very uh, I would say permanent in my life and and that's my desire the calling as you put it my calling to help others mm-hmm. so as a young newly married guy living in Bo- we lived in Boise for about ten years uh, I was working with youth and and just felt called to to work with youth and. You know, one young man, you know, comes to mind that was just we really I really focused on him again, suicidal young man, worked through it and and it just had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying to be a friend, just trying yeah. to be a good person. And you know, later on getting involved in scouting, I was a scout leader. I had three boys, three nice. sons, right? Okay. So so I go to my very first scout meeting and they find out I've got three sons. They're like Oh, you're going to be here for a very <laughs> long time. So, you know, 22 years later, my, you know, my, my last son got his eagle and, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to retire. That's awesome to yeah. be in service yeah. in that way too. Yeah. And it's, then rotary. Yeah. Did you find rotary or did it find you? You know, my, my history of the rotary actually goes back to my, to my wife's family. Her, her, uh, stepdad, uh, when he retired, uh, was looking for something this this is a typical rotary story somebody retires and they're bored they're looking for something to do they want meaning they want purpose he got into rotary a long time ago and uh and that's how i was introduced to it and i was introduced to it in the interact side which is the high school version of rotary so i was working with him and his group his interact group 
uh, from time to time. So that's, that was my introduction to Rotary. Uh, Bob is, is my father-in-law's name, became district governor for this district for okay. Rotary. So, you know, it's, 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 it's sort of like, you know, Rotary royalty, you know, so I'm part of the, I'm the Ander of the <laughs> royal family, I think, but, you know, but, you know, it was, it was sort of nebulous to me. I didn't re really quite understand it. So then I'll cut to the chase. When my youngest son was 15, 15 and a half, that's, uh, his best friend committed suicide and and it was a rough time and there was this group of kids at shadow park that were it was just a rough time they they had several suicides and a lot of stuff going on and so i made the determination that i was going to do something about it i didn't know what it was i was going to do something about it but i was leaving scouting ready to do that so we started this interact club i wanted i wanted to build this program where we'd have service, leadership, and adventure, right? Yeah. They'd, they'd, they'd understand the rotary version of service above self, serve others before we serve ourselves. They would learn, practice, and do leadership in their community. They would, they would learn leadership. I mean, true leadership training and techniques. I was a leadership trainer, so I could teach them some basic the things. You're the right person for oh, this. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. But it, you know, it was, I learned more than they did probably, but <laughs> then how often does that happen? Right. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially from youth. Um, and so, but the payoff was the adventure. We'd go do some really cool stuff, you know, river rafting, backpacking, mountaineering, climbing, whatever it was, we'd go do some just cool stuff. That was the payoff for doing all these other things. So I wanted, I had this model, I wanted to do it. I approached uh, uh, Rotary Club 21 through an intermediary and I said, hey, you know, would you, I'm thinking about this, it's sort of this hybrid thing of scouting and interact. What do you think? What do you think? They said, Rotary and scouting have this long history together. We will sponsor you, we'd love to do that but you got to join the club. And I went, well, I don't know if I want to join the club, you know, I, but I went, okay, I'll do that. Right. Uh, it was important enough to me had, cause it was club 21. That's a big deal. All right. So, you know, it's sort of, it's to a me, storied history here. in Spokane. 21st club in the world. That's why it's club 21. So it goes really? way back. Yeah. That's yeah. That that's yeah. That's how old that club is. Right. And so very prestigious to me and uh, okay, fine. I'll join. And that was like, over seven years ago, I think it was. And uh, that's how I got introduced to Rotary Club 21. Uh, absolutely fell in love with the people and uh, the mission and what we're doing. And w our youth program has been, you know, was going really strong and, and turned it over to a good friend of mine who helped me charter the club. And, and Jim took so it this to is, a whole new this level. this is going ongoing then yeah it's and been so an ongoing lasting, thing uh, power yeah yes. yeah so they, they good job rod they all aged out right so yeah. we had this weird thing of where typically they age out like age 18 they're gone doing we had we had college aged uh young people that continued in the program that wanted to do more so they became rotor actors too they uh international rotary said they can't be interactors anymore they're too old. They have to <laughs> do something else. So they became rotor actors. So they're still they're still leading in their and community. Peer support. Absolutely, absolutely. So now they're be, they're going to be future Rotarians. That's what's really cool. So, yeah. So now I'm. Yeah, you know, I just thought I so was. So like gonna, you got to join. You just thought you were going to be a part of it. Be yeah. A service. Yeah. And, and now you're about to be president. Yeah, I'm about to take take on the role as president. That's been in the works for quite a while because you know what you don't realize is now I know 
as I, you sort of identify these people, I say, yeah, they might be a good leader in the club. Let's uh, let's sort of work on them a little bit and see how they do. I got I got onto the board and and uh, and then while I was on the board, I got tapped on the shoulder to see if I'd like to be nominated for you know the the executive role, vice president and. And they have this, we, we, not they, we have this, we have this great succession planning program. So once somebody's identified and agrees to it and the club, the club votes on it, they're on the board, they're in this executive training role. So I've had some great leadership examples before me that I've been able to work with and train under and learn, you know, just learn from. And, uh, they set the bar kind of high. So I'm a little bet. bit nervous. I'm like, oh man, you know, Yeah. You'll stand on the bar. I know it. Yeah, and we've thanks. had a lot of guests, um, you know, talk about their experience uh, in Rotary. And maybe you can help us, like, peel back the veil. Like, yeah. for our listeners that don't exactly know what Rotary is and, you know, all the good stuff that's going on there. You hit me at a great time <laughs> because I just got back from the International Convention in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, I thought I knew what Rotary was, right? Six, seven years into it. I really thought I knew what Rotary was until I went to the international convention. And I remember texting my father-in-law going, oh, now I get it. I really didn't get it like I get it now. And so let me tell you, uh, Rotary was started a long time ago, about 115 years ago by a guy named Paul Harris in Illinois. And it was- it was originally, Just found in America? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's an American thing. And now it's worldwide, right? So, so it was started as a service and fellowship club. It's still that, and it's expanded worldwide. Literally, in in, in at the international conference, I was meeting people from countries I'd never heard of. Well, cool. Where is that, right? And so they tell me a little bit about it. And when you go to these international conferences, you realize. These people bleed rotary blue. They do because you have somebody from some small village or town in South Africa who's so excited about rotary because of what rotary did for them or their family or their village or their town in their country. They are now Rotarians supporting that and growing that. And so we're an international service organization. Our mission is to do good for others on behalf of others. It's an all-volunteer organization. I mean, we okay, Club 21, we do have a paid staff member. We pay for that through our dues. We don't pay for that through money we, we get sure. from the public. We, we all invest in that as, as individual members. But it's, it's really an all-volunteer organization. As a matter of fact, they, they receive the highest uh, rating you can get from the nonprofit rating agencies, organizations out there, because I think it's 98 or 99% of all funding uh, donated goes Just right back goes right back into the world yeah so things like awesome. yeah so you know we're doing things like clean water projects all around the world uh, we're uh, uh, education reading scholarships i mean it's it's just uh what uh, women's health uh we just uh are we just had our, our the first one female president in the history of Rotary just completed her uh, first year, her, her year as international president, Jennifer Jones, phenomenal person. She's going to be, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, queen of the world, I guess, is what she'll be. I mean, she's on that pathway. She's so smart, so engaged in helping others. And uh, so, so a lot of good initiatives kicked off just this last year, too. So a big one, of course, is mental health, the you know, one of the other things I wanted to talk about with Rotary as well. So I don't well, know. Did I give you enough of an overview of Rotary? Sure yeah. did. And yeah. so that's what's happening here. You know, you know, 
Yes, and thank you. So here locally, yeah. at Club Twenty One, he said mental health is going to be a focus of like of this next year. Yeah, and so your presidency. Let me, yeah, let me set that up a little bit. So you know, Rotary locally. So let's we'll just go. We have uh, several clubs locally, Rotary clubs, and uh, so uh, like all the other clubs, Club Twenty One, we do we do service projects all over the area. We also help fund and do projects globally too through international service committees. So uh, we, you know, the club locally, we fund about 200 through, through our giving from our uh, Rotary Community Service Campaign. Uh, so that's our internal donors plus some endowment we have. So we, we fund about $200,000 in locally in projects significant yeah yeah cool things scholarships for students uh uh and we're talking not just uh college scholarships but vocational scholarships for for a lot of cool kids with great stories um i know i heard you um that round of funding this year happened and our uh, cfo nicole lapore who's uh, a rotarian she was telling me how impactful that was for her to be a part of that process yeah and you know what a shining light some of these young people are oh my goodness yeah they that's my favorite meeting is the vocational service awards because you hear these these heartbreaking heart-wrenching stories but then you 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 hear how they've risen up out of that, and whether it's in spite of or because of, they're this stronger person at age 16, 18 than than a lot of adults are all their lives, and they they've 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 just found their way through it, and they're doing good things, uh, just in spite of what's happened to them or happening to them, and uh, so yeah, very inspiring. Yeah, and that's just one thing. I mean, disabilities, you know, we have so many committees, right? We have a committee that just supports veterans' services. And so so we're not exclusive, right? Our club, Uh this is happening all over the United States. It's happening all over the world. But one of the things that uh, we're focusing on internationally, so our new international incoming president, so same time frame as me, international president is Gordon McAnally. He's, he's from Scotland and he's, you know, he gets up there and talks. I love to hear him talk. Just do his. Why is that accent just so alluring? It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're cool. I think I don't know you. You're cool. I think it's because of Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Michael Meyer. Exactly. Mike, you just, you took us all. You got our hearts. Um, I digress. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, so Gordon, Gordon got up at, I, I went to president elect training actually uh, a few months ago. And this, that's a big thing. You have, you have about 2000 president elects just from one zone. That's not worldwide. That's just from one zone in this weekend training, really good training. But Gordon gets up there and does, you know, does this sort of keynote talk and, and he tells a story about, about, uh, his brother, his brother, uh, you know, dying by suicide, but Gordon was, I mean, he was singing my song, speaking my love language, which is breaking down the stigma of mental health, Uh just breaking it down, getting rid of it and getting everybody talking about it. And if we get more people talking about it openly and we, we make it safe for people to talk about that, we're going to help others just by doing that. So he wanted to make his focus this year, uh, uh, mental health uh, throughout the world. So. so it hence gets to be your focus too. Absolutely. You know, right? yeah. you, got a, you got a good thing going. The right timing, right place. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. world's magic, isn't it? Ron? Yeah. It, you know what my, my father-in-law calls it, you know, pixie dust. Somebody sprinkles a little yeah. pixie dust on things and just makes it happen. So I want that to be my focus this year. 
And, and the really cool thing is what I learned at the international conference is that uh, Rotary International, they have what they call these Rotary Action Groups. And Rotary Action Groups are groups of Rotarians from around the world coming together virtually or physically to focus on one area. So whether it's, it's uh, food insecurity, starvation, it's, it's, it's water quality, whatever it is, there's so much. But there was this group that started this Rotary Action Group for mental health. And I thought I was going to have to, you know, reinvent the wheel in terms of first, you know, uh, mental health first aid training, intervention, things like that. I go to this breakout. They do training at these international conferences. I go to this training session, this breakout session. I find out that they've already got this thing built and developed. This so you can hit the ground running. Running. They've they've got two main focuses and curriculums that they've developed, and and I was just I was just overwhelmed by it. I was so energized by the fact that. They've got this one program. So the, the curriculum was written with the help by and with the help of Boston Children's Hospital. So it's the real thing. It's the real deal. And it's been tested and vetted. So at, at the youth level, I love this. It, it's all about intervention. So instead of having a bunch of old white guys go into the school and teach uh, mental health first aid to a bunch of high schoolers, it's meant for teaching high schoolers, a train-the-trainer program for high schoolers so they learn how to teach it to other high schoolers. So they, they created this curriculum. They tested it out. They had the high schoolers started to practice on youth groups around this city uh, to kind of get their, you know, to get their chops going, right? Sure. Then they went into one high school. And I think it had, I forget, it was either 2,000 or like 6,000 kids in this high school. And they taught the program there. And every Every high schooler in that high schooler completed the program. So, how are we going to translate that locally? So, uh, my goal is I'm working with one of our Rotarians right now. To uh, I reached out to her, I think during the conference or right after, said I got to talk with you about this, and she's the perfect person because she's a you know medical practitioner. She's um, she's very involved and understands that to see if she would help lead this program, if not just for the club but also for the district, and. And so we, you, are we, you looking for partnerships with other organizations? Yeah, we'd love, or? I, I think we, I think this one absolutely requires partnerships with other organizations, with the schools. Uh, you know, we want to partner with Spokane schools. I haven't even talked with them yet. So hey, look so, out Spokane schools, right? Hey, yeah. some of them yeah. uh, watch this podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah, look up Rod. <laughs> it's, it's, there's funding uh, from International Rotary to help support it. I mean, it's a big deal. So there's that. So we definitely want to partner with, with other organizations, other schools to, to get this. We, we don't, it, it can't happen if we just contain you know it. You know what I think about right now? Of. We had Deborah Rob on uh, our program yeah. and she's executive director of communities and schools. Yeah. Yeah. They're everywhere. Perfect. Might yeah. be an amazing connection. We're happy to make that connection. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's hook that up. I would absolutely love that because it's not just a rotary thing it just happens to be this program that was developed by rotary but the other part of it is now here's the the other cool part is uh, a curriculum that was developed for uh, medical practitioners so if you think about it most of us think that you know a pediatrician is well trained in in mental health assessment well that's not their focus they're not they're not trained in education. Some are, right? Some go get the education, but by and large, majority, they're just trying to take care of the, the medical side, the physical or physiology of the person they're taking care of. But, but they don't know what to do necessarily in terms of assessment of somebody who may be demonstrating some mental health or even, or even articulates it to them that they're, you know, they're struggling. 
And so this curriculum, if if a doctor joins this program, it's really cheap. It's a couple hundred bucks to pay just to pay for the curriculum. But but they get trained on doing assessments. So they learn how to actually do mental health assessments of their patients so they can kind of see where they're at. You know, are they are they kind of a first level where they just need maybe they just need some counseling? Sure. You know, they can start to refer them out to the where they've got to walk them down to a facility or to a you know practitioner to to keep them safe. And the the kicker is if they're part of this program, they have a toll-free number that they can call where they can do a consult with a psychologist, so with a licensed psychologist uh, to help them do an assessment and figure some things out. It's a More great program. Partnership. So, I yeah. I, well, yeah. I, I believe in your presidency, and I just can't wait to learn more. Um, <laughs> all right. My gotta, theme. I got to tell you my the... theme. Hold on. I got to tell you my theme real fast. <laughs> so every president has their their shtick or their theme, you know. Um, Last year, Kyle wanted to have an F kind of year. It was great. It was awesome. I got to say this. You're going to let us know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All it's, right. I'm breaking, I'm breaking it here. Yes. The only people oh, that know gap. are my mentors. But yeah, I have to say that, you know, being a Rotary Club during the pandemic was difficult and like any like everybody else. But we we immediately went into, you know, from a place where we we're meeting physically every Thursday. We get to, you know get to see each other, hug, shake hands, things like that, to immediately we're, we're virtual, right? We're on camera. Well, we had Gary Stokes, right? We had the man yeah. Gary Stokes as our president. The perfect guy to carry us through that, that isolation. Seriously. I mean, we had the right people in the right places to do this. So as we're coming out of the pandemic and we're sort of getting to this hybrid thing, and we're coming out of this sad, lonely, serious time. We had Kyle as our president, who's, you know, really, you know, used a lot of humor to Coaxing bring us, people back. To, yeah, to get yeah. us back together. And then Amy just finished her. I wish I didn't have to go behind Amy as president. That's really going to be <laughs> tough. But Amy really, I, I told him the other day, I said, Amy got us ready for game day. This is, and that was her theme. It was like game day. That's rotary game day. So it was just this perfect timing. So now we're here in this spot. I've had such great people to get us here. Here, so so reveal your, oh so uh, my theme. you can't so bury the lead theme. so my theme is built on you know if you think about rotary that whether it's the individual level the club level the district level or just the big the big international level we're out there doing acts of kindness every day but they're not random acts of kindness everything is intentional everything is with purpose and intention to to help others so my theme this year is intentional acts of kindness and we're going to really be highlighting you know within the club we're going to be highlighting individuals and 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 committees and things that are happening that really are intentional acts of kindness that we do every day as our club but we're also going to be embarking on this new intentional act of kindness and i believe that it's kindness that opens the door for us to hear others to see others and make them feel safe because that's that is a that's it's called uh, co-regulation in the mental health world so if you if you if you are struggling with something but i'm i'm sitting with you steve and i'm looking at you i'm listening to you i'm reflecting i'm present and you feel safe most times you're going to be able to navigate no pun intended you'll be able to navigate that that those struggles that that tough time on your own and through your own means, you know, obviously if it's not a serious mental health issue, but we're at least going to get you to a place where you feel like you can now get the help you need or move to the next phase of your health. So 
that's what this is about. Love it, Rod. Thanks, and man. I know, like listeners, intentional acts or kindness. This can be your theme, too. You can help change the world. You heard it right yeah. here. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, before, I know we're running yeah. out of time, but yeah. before uh, I let you go, yeah. um, I got to know, like I've been a guest at Rotary a number of times, yeah. and where did the singing come from? Oh, man, that has... Uh, that has just this long history. Uh, I mean, they've been doing that since. They used to, way back, in the way back, you know, I think it started with the National Anthem. They would start with the National Anthem. And then every club takes on its own character, okay, right? it's got some, some little flavor. Absolutely. Own, own book of songs. Yeah, there's actually, huh. there is actually a Rotary book of songs hmm. out there. And, and so... I mean, some clubs they do all different kinds of things, uh, and and this so it just it just goes back into the. I mean, it goes back to I think the original you know traditions of Rotary to sing, and and that's just that's one of those things where as we as an organization national or internationally, nationally, and locally. We want to continue to to evolve in in so many ways. Well, I love inclusive. it. I gotta yeah. tell you, it's my favorite part. You have it, some amazing speakers, but when I'm in a guest, I'm like, I'm gonna sing my heart out. <laughs> and when I hear the people trying, even if they're you know maybe they're not the best singer, but I, I know they're trying. I want to be friends with them. We have to warn yeah. people though. Yeah. We do have to warn guests oh, to no. say, hey, there's gonna be some singing here. So you know, just no, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. My country tis of thee. I'm ready. Yeah, Broad Price, thanks for joining us today it just it has been a real pleasure oh, it's been you. my pleasure thank you so much i love it yeah